Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There is a lot of pain in letting someone go, especially when you know intellectually that you should let them go. Your heart just doesn't want to do it. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Open Lake Podcast. I am your host, Drea Renee, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I have a very cathartic episode that is happening today, so I'm super happy to jump into it. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true at all. I'm happy to do the episode, but I'm in a lot of the feels today, and so this is an episode for all the people who are struggling with letting go of someone that you know is not good for you. If you know someone that's struggling, pass this episode along to them. There is a lot of pain in letting someone go, especially when you know intellectually that you should let them go, but you know, your heart just doesn't want to do it. It's, it's really an interesting phenomenon working down the science and chemical aspect of what's happening in your brain, what's happening in your heart, what's happening in your body when you are insanely attached to someone and you have all the pieces right there in front of you telling you, run, run, abort, abort. All you can think to yourself is, I think I'm just going to call them anyway. You know, um, so that's what today's episode is going to focus on. It's the pain of loving the wrong person, the pain of letting go, the things that you can do to help get yourself past that painful part. So I am excited to dive into today's episode, but there are a lot of feelings coming up with that. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. So thank you for tuning in. Before we begin, make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe and share the Open Late podcast with everyone because there's something here for everyone. All right, let's get into it. I'm sure in life, you've either known someone, experienced it yourself. It is really, really painful when you meet someone, you start that connection, you're going on that journey, and quickly you start to realize like, oh my gosh, this is probably not the best person for me. Because of history, because of childhood trauma, because of self-esteem, self-worth, all those things that we don't really pay attention to before we are jumping into these connections, we end up trauma bonding with people. And I always think to myself, I wish you could see the elements that are happening, you know, subconsciously. And if you could see the vibrations and the energy, not to get all woo woo, but to get woo woo, that's going on when you are attracted to someone. So we're gonna go down a list of things that you can do to help yourself, but we're also gonna dive into right now, basically what those feelings are and what is happening. So first I just wanna talk about, like I said, when you first meet that person. So a lot of times what happens is we aren't healed and we're diving into these relationships like just open wounds. That person's not healed, you're not healed. Because generally, when there's someone who is a healthy partner or is a healthy person, they aren't attracted to that. It's not an alignment. You have two people that are dealing with things and wanting to, I don't want to say use, but we will use the word, sort of use that person to fill that hole. 
because that's essentially what that is, right? When you are dealing with love and relationship, codependency, addiction, you're usually running away from something within yourself. So that's the first thing. Probably have issues being alone. You want to be in a relationship all the time because anything is better than dealing with yourself. When I'm alone with myself, I know for me on this journey, I don't want to think about myself. I don't want to think about all the stuff that's going on with me. I don't want to think about all the things that I have to do. Who wants to do that? That's healthy. It's so much easier to throw yourself into a relationship, some of this is subconscious, with people that aren't good for you because that gives you something to do. Now, when you were unhealed and somebody healed working on themselves and doing other things comes up to you, that is not attractive. That is not stimulating. That's not giving you adrenaline rush of that person who is not good for you. Speaking from a lot of experience on this journey, it's taken a while to really wake up to those alerts and to those things that come up in a person when you're being stimulated by that person. So when a healthy person comes up, it kind of falls flat because it feels boring, as some may say. It doesn't tap into those trauma wounds like the person who is going to essentially reinforce all the things that you may already believe about yourself. And there's so much pain in getting in those throws. And look, we all know it. We all feel it. When someone is a walking beep, beep, red flag, we generally know, but there is something within us that maybe we tell ourselves the story, I can fix that person. This is going to be different. Or I know for me, as I've spoken about before, I've struggled with thinking there's a connection between a struggle and then finding love because that's what I saw growing up. Nothing could be easy. There needed to be a issue, fix that person. And then that's when you can like stay with them and all the things. But of course, it never works out that way. And if you do stick around long enough to put that kind of time in, you've lost lots of time and lots of years in a relationship. Once you get into that cycle, once you start that cycle, you start the roller coaster. That is when the painful journey begins. And unfortunately, we all get the signs. We all know your friends are telling you, your family's telling you, you're, you're probably having somatic experiences that are telling you as well that this is not the person for you. But if it's what you know, if it's reinforcing the beliefs that you have about yourself, then, you know, we're, we're going to go towards it. And I can tell you in my experience, when I've had these moments in my life, I always knew in the beginning. And I think there was a part of me, like I said before, that wanted to just run for myself and said person gave me something to do. And I want to give grace to everyone that's in the beginning of this or just kind of starting the awareness of these patterns in your life, because this isn't a conscious thing. It's not always conscious. However, when you do start to know and you're engaging in the behavior, that's when the real conflict comes in. Because once you're aware, this is what it is. I'm not unconsciously moving around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's when that conflict really starts to get to you because now you don't have an excuse. So you may still engage in the behavior, it's definitely not as fun anymore, right? The fun, it starts to stop being fun, which is like one of the first indicators, absolutely. You start to realize, wow, like as you get more knowledge and you're learning to heal yourself, it's not an alignment. So then you're just kind of in, in conflict all the time and that never feels good. When you're in the throes of loving the wrong person, I wanna to touch on the pain of it 
it can be debilitating. So for everyone out there that's experiencing this, I just wanna let you know that you are not alone when you are running or chasing after someone that is not giving you the energy that you want back. It can be the worst feeling in the world. And the reason I really wanna focus on this is because I know that there are people out there who maybe have their support around them that's doing the best they can, but if you really don't understand the chemical reaction that you're having, the way that the mind is, is working, you're gonna feel alone. Because there'll be a lot of people out there just saying, why don't you just stop talking to them? Don't text that person, block that person, move on. But if you know the real ins and outs and understand the levels of love codependency in a relationship and addiction, you know that it's not that simple and that you're gonna need support from people that are in that same mindset. I give a shout out to all the people that can just simply know and be like, oh, moving on, on to the next. I'm not going to do that. Shout out to you. I'm on that journey. Definitely have gotten better, but I'm speaking to those moments when that was not the case and everything in life just felt like it was centered around needing and wanting to figure out this attachment that you have to the person. And one of the things that's most important I want to say is that knowing that at the end of the day, and this is a hard thing, it took me a long time to kind of realize is it's not about the person. Because once you've done this pattern for a while, you start to see that it's you. It's a common denominator. You're the one showing up. You're the one doing the thing. And I know for me, it took a long time to take responsibility for my part in it. I was thinking, well, it's them. If said person would just X, then, you know, then I could, I could do it. It was about eight, nine years ago when that light bulb went off of like, ooh, something's not right. This is about me. This is not a just, just about them. And I know I had family members and friends saying these things to me like, hey, it's not really this person. This is sort of your stuff that you're dealing with, right? Like, it's not just about if that person would act right. Because here's another little nugget for you guys. If that person starts acting right, okay, that's a whole other thing. You're gonna show up differently. Because if you have that, which most of the time it is that anxious attachment style, if that person changes the role and becomes attached to you, guess what? You're gonna pull back. Because I was in a situation for four years where I was the anxious attached person and that person was the avoidant. Moving around, can't catch them, you know, busy, 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 not thinking about me, got, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the relationship and the thing and they didn't call me and they didn't text me and your whole day, your whole conversation, your whole life, all the things is revolving around this relationship. And that is what it is. That's the true lark, love and relationship codependency aspect. That is it right there. It consumes everything. It's the first thing you think about. You know, you can't eat, you can't move, you can't go to work, you can't do the things. It's, it's taking over your life. And I know what that's like. As I was on that journey, I definitely realized those moments where it was getting better, but I'm still in the throes of it. I think it's always a journey and it's something that you have to manage and you have to be so careful with it. But when you are in that mindset of still believing that that person can change or they're gonna be different, they're gonna show up differently. It can be really painful. And I just wanna give some support out there to the people that are in that right now struggling with that love and relationship codependency. 
addiction aspect because it is no joke. And if you don't understand it and you're trying to figure it out or you're talking to people who don't understand it and they want to simplify it for you, it can make you feel crazy. Pain of letting go and just wanting to be with someone that just doesn't have the capacity is absolutely painful. I remember waking up and you just feel like an elephant is on your chest. I'm sure some of you can relate to this, like taking a shower and just having the hardest cry of all time. And it seemed like that pain was just never, ever going to go away. And your brain is just on loop, constantly trying to figure out how you got there, what happened, what you could have done differently. And depending on, you know, what type of person you were dating, oh, if I wouldn't have said this, maybe this would have, whatever. And I think a lot of times, especially for me, I would question myself. How could I do this? How could I love someone and care for someone so much that doesn't even care about me or what I'm doing? But the thing is, everybody shows up to play their part. People would say to me, that person is playing a game or that person knows what they're doing to you. Because you do start to get on the roller coaster, right? And the roller coaster, look, I'm not going to lie. A roller coaster can be exciting sometimes, right? You're up, you're down, they're telling you it's over, you're telling them it's over, you're back together, nobody knows. But then it's like, is that it? Is that your life? I'm sure, you know, some of us have asked ourselves, are we ever going to be in a healthy place? Or, better question, is a healthy place ever going to be attracted to me? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just having someone who shows up, calls you back, makes plans, texts you back. You don't have to worry. And then guess what, guys? Then all that time, all that space opens up for you. It ironically is easier to be with someone who is one foot in, one foot out, the roller coaster's going. And look, that makeup, love, the, oh, we haven't spoken in a while, we're doing it again. It is addicting. You can only fall so many times and you will get to a place where that will stop at some point. And then you'll be left with those wounds and all of that pain. And I think when we're asking ourselves, gosh, what is going on with me? We really have to take a step back and look at those deep wounds that we have within ourselves that are starting with childhood trauma, which for me starts with, you know, my father and how he showed up in my life that really does show up in a relationship. And when you are having someone who's unhealed, you're unhealed, you guys get together, it can be really crazy and all consuming. Just thinking back on all those times of being with someone that looked at me as if I was invisible and all that work, all that energy you put into the roller coaster. When you're in the cycle and everyone's telling you you're in the cycle, it's a cycle. And that weird comfort sometimes that you would get from being like, oh, we're never going to talk again. But someone's like, oh, you will talk again and getting comfort from that. You know, that's when it's like, okay, I've really got to get myself to a better place. It is a journey, my open leaders, because it's not easy to want what's best for us. And it's like, I'm not afraid to say it. There are times when, you know, the chaos is, first of all, it's familiar. It's what you know. And when you grew up a certain way, it seems attractive. And when you think about really moving on to that next level, really moving on away from that person, it can be scary. Unfortunately, for people that are in the throes of love and relationship codependency, the tolerance 
for pain within a relationship is pretty intense. The things that you can take, the emotional abuse you take, even when that person is telling you, hey, I'm not good for you. I know I had someone tell me very clearly, hey, I'm not a good person for you. You really shouldn't do this. And I'm like, so wait, are you not coming over on Friday? Like, it's not even hitting me. My thing was, I don't, can we just talk about this later? This is not a good week for me to end things. I have a lot going on. As if there's ever a perfect time to end something. I get it. And so I just want to shout out to all the people that are in this right now. That is, They're trying to figure it out. I just want to tell you that I'm here for you. You are not alone. I think the worst place to be in is when you can't stop, but you also are in a lot of pain. Some of the things that we can do when we're in that space, I would like to say is, first of all, you got to give yourself grace. If you're watching this, you're already doing something, trying to figure it out. You're, you're helping yourself because I know for me, I had to get lots of outside support. I had to get outside of myself. I had to move. I had to call friends, really make an effort. But you know what? If that's not where you are today either, that's okay. You know what? You're on your journey and that pain will move you when it's supposed to move you. The good news is it won't last forever. And if you're in a situation that's been going on for a long time, I get that too. But something will have to break at some point. You know, I always wished for the want for healthy. It wasn't always attractive. And then when I would have people come towards me during that time when I was in that really, you know, toxic, unhealed place, they were not attractive to me because it, it didn't stimulate me. And I felt like that pain that I knew, unlike any other thing in my life, that's what made sense to me. And when you're deep in it with a person who is emotionally unevolved, emotionally unavailable, you know, there's really nothing you can do to make that person change. And once you kind of realize that, and you realize you're the only person that you can control and get to do something differently, that's the day your life will change. It is a journey. There is no quick fix for this. The pathways are so ingrained and they're so deep. It takes work and you have to really want to show up for yourself. So now we're going to get into a little bit of the things that you can do when you are wanting to just do something differently and, and take care of yourself. The first thing I think you should be cognizant of is don't be afraid to express yourself. There are a lot of support groups out there and we will put some down below. We have links down below. There's links on the website. Um, there's resources for people in this space that feel like they're alone. You are not. A lot of people struggle with this. And I'm so grateful that I was able to tap into groups where, you know, you would say something a little out there and people aren't looking at you like you're nuts. They're like, oh yeah, I get that. And that's why this podcast is so important to me. And this subject matter is so important to me because there was a time where I didn't know where to go for resources. You know, when you're in that space of feeling like nobody understands me, my friends don't understand. Everyone's telling me just not to do whatever and they don't get it. I get it. And when you want to do what you want to do, it just is what it is. And I think there's a space for that journey. Because when I have friends that are going through this, I never tell anybody what to do. I'm here to support you. You'll get through it whenever you'll get through it. Hopefully you don't have to get to the end of the tragedy road or where something insane has to happen. But unfortunately, that's how it ends up happening. A lot of times our actions come from those moments of deep desperation and pain. They just do. The pain of letting go is tough, but sometimes it can be the best gift when you finally get to that place where it's too much to bear. The first thing I wanna say is make sure that you have a support system and you can express yourself and get it out. Cause sometimes it's just swirling in the mind and it seems so much bigger in your mind than it is in real life. And then sometimes you say it and you're like, wow, that that's a lot. And then other times you're like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. 
The next thing that you should have is some self-care set aside for yourself. Now, listen, I will say for me, when people talk about self-care, taking yourself on dates, all those things, I'm like, no, that's not going to work. However, if you actually put it into action, guess what? It does work. And as cheesy as this sounds, motion does change emotion. So when I wake up and I would feel like there's an elephant on my chest and I can't breathe and I can't move and I need the text to get my day started, especially if you have an ex-partner that's super cold, woo, and they can cut it off and they're not responding, that silent treatment is so hard. And then that shame you feel because you tried to reach out or you texted them and all those things, you know, hopefully can find that space for self-care. And it could just be as simple that day. It's just taking a shower. It's okay. It doesn't need to be perfect. All that shame that comes with engaging in those behaviors, not being able to set those boundaries from yourself. When you start engaging in those self-esteemable acts, that's when that stuff starts to change. And it's, it's organic. It's like when these things start to happen, you almost don't even know. What ends up happening is those actions no longer feel in alignment when your self-worth is growing. You want to find your power within yourself. I know some of these phrases sound like, oh my God, because I, honestly, that was my experience. Then I remember one day I was in so much pain. I thought, okay, I think I'm, all I need to do today is shower. Okay, I took a shower. Now I feel better. Okay, now all I need to do is eat. It's hard enough dealing with a breakup, even if it's a healthy breakup. Breakups are just hard in general. When you're dealing with love and relationship, codependency and addiction on top of that breakup, and all your heart is telling you is, I want to be with them. I don't care. I don't care how they treat me. I don't care about the emotional abuse. I just want them to come and, and sit next to me. Once you start taking care of yourself, finding your power and all those things, it will not feel in alignment. These are seeds that you're planting for your life. And I'm so passionate about this subject because the struggle of mine with it has been for a long time. And then when you aren't seeing that many people all the time around you that are dealing with these things, you know, I love when people break up and they just move on. They're like, oh yeah, we broke up. I'm over it. I'm like, what? How are you not devastated? <laughs> I've definitely had friends where I was more devastated about their breakup than anyone. The beauty of it is later on is like, look, you're with someone, it doesn't always work out and that's okay. Life goes on. Like I think about my first heartbreak when I was like 15, 16 and the pain and you thought it was never going to end and you're never going to feel like that again and all the things and you know, life moves on and you do different things. Hopefully we're not moving from one bad situation to the next bad situation and not allowing yourself that space, really carving out those windows for yourself. Journaling, okay? I think journaling's a big, big thing. Putting pen to paper, not even just putting notes in your phone, but putting pen to paper, right? And kind of keeping a log of what you're doing and keeping yourself accountable. I think that's a big thing. There's a lot of times when you engage in bad behavior and let's say you did all the things for that day and you still engage in the bad behavior and starting to feel that shame. I think there's something really cathartic and therapeutic about being able to write it down and, and let all that stuff out. When you start taking those actions, it will feel a little strange in the beginning, but eventually it will start to feel like, okay, I fell. I'm picking myself back up. We're going to do it again. If you're working to get better, right? And you fall down and you pick yourself up. It's still painful, but that time that it takes me now, it, let's say if some stuff comes up, it's nowhere near what it used to be. It would take me months and months to start feeling better or to even be able to function, to wake up, go get something to eat. Now 
I listen to my brain and kind of let it do its own thing because those thoughts start to go on loop, but I stay in action. If you are experiencing that immense pain of letting someone go, you are not alone. And there are things that you can do to get yourself through this space in your life. And just remember, like, it does not have to be perfect. Motion changes emotion, 100%. That is one thing I will live and die by. Get out of bed, put your feet on the ground, get in the shower, go do it. But also, if that day is just not that day and you want to lay in bed and cry, that's okay too. Give yourself time to mourn. The journey of knowing that you are trying to work better for yourself is the journey. You can do all those things and said person texts or calls and that's a whole other journey. We'll do another podcast about that. But walking through all those feelings, getting through those painful shower cries, putting some food in your mouth, letting the sun shine on your face. These are all the things that you can do to get yourself to that next place. And just to also let yourself know that you care about yourself. Because when we think about our loved ones, we can ask ourselves, would I allow my friend, my daughter, my niece, my mother, my father, you know, to engage with this person? Probably 10 times out of 10, honestly, the answer is no. Treat yourself well, focus on yourself. And if you can't for that day, that's okay too. I just wanted to give some support today for anybody who's in that pain of letting go of that person. Just know that Drea Renee is here for you and I understand. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has just been such an amazing podcast and I hope that you guys got something from this. Please let me know in the comments if you've had any experiences like this. Please share with me any of your stories. I love to listen. I love reading your guys' comments. Make sure you like and subscribe and share this podcast and I will see you guys again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.